Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. So we can't win. So until we can't lift. I'm gonna fear. Some of us have been running ourselves tired. Running races long. Good morning, strong. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. We thank you. Good morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Fighting for you. All you have to do is surrender. Surrender. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. Thank you, thank you. Good morning. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Good morning. The Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Oh God, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. My God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow, 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 wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, we surrender. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. My God, I I sense in my spirit just some of you have been struggling like speak Holy Spirit. You've been struggling like to move past a certain point, right? Like it's like you've been getting to a certain place and it seems like something has snared you or entangled you. And I'm speaking by the Holy Spirit. That's not of God. God is not holding you back. God is not the person hindering, hindering you. It's just, it's an assignment against the enemy because God is saying to you this morning to advance, advance, you get to move forward. But that thing that snare, that thing that's been hindering you, that thing that's been holding you, that thing that's been preventing you from move, moving forward has been very strategic. It has been an assignment against your call. It has been assignment against your purpose. It seems like you get this far. It seems like you get this far, right? You get this far. And it's almost as if something is snapping back. And I hear the spirit of the Lord saying, no, advance, (laughs) like advance, advance. You move forward. You get to move forward. That is not God holding you back. That is not God hindering you. That is not who he is. It has been a tactic and a strategy of the enemy to keep you at one level, to keep you in one space, to keep you in the same position. And that did not come from God. So Father God, we just submit and surrender ourselves to you. We ask that you forgive us, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus for any sin we've committed against you. We don't want anything to hinder the effectiveness of our prayers. And Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we bind every principality. If that's you, if you know, like you've been that person, right? If you know you've been that person that's been kind of 
pop back into place. If you've been that person that's been hindered, if you know that's you, can you just put your hands up? Like I'm the person you're talking to this morning, Lakeisha, that I've felt like every time it feels like I'm getting stretched a little bit out of place, something just snags me or hold me. If that's you, I want to speak to you this morning. I, I want to speak to you this morning. I want to declare some things over you. If, if that's not you, just sit there, just stay there. I want to impart something into you this morning. If you've been that person that felt snared, snagged, hung up, like something won't let you move this morning. The Lord God is saying to you, no, it is not me. I'm calling you to advance. And I'm saying to you to advance daughter. And I'm saying to you to advance son. And we're just going to take authority over those spirits, over those strongholds. My God, I hear you, Holy Spirit, over whatever that is that's been snagging you, everything, whatever that is that's been catching you up, whatever that is that's been confusing you, whatever that is that's been coming against your assignment, whatever that is that's been coming against your purpose, it has been strategic. And the point of it has been to leave you immobile. That's been the assignment. It wants to leave you immobile, right? You're not here on accident. Some of you have not been here and like, you're not here on accident. You came this morning so that you could receive what God is about to impart in you so that you could advance so that you could go forward. I'm only speaking by the Holy Spirit. I'm only speaking by the Holy Spirit. I know, I know, Christina, that's been the point for you not to recognize that it was spiritual warfare. It's been lying to you. It's been making you think this is the level, like this is the level at which God has wanted you to be in. That's like, just stay right here, right? That's been the strategy to make you think that this was the level, right? Or that there was some chemical imbalance or that there was something going on with you. Like it was something wrong with you. And God is like, it's not nothing. You're not at a standstill. God is saying to you to advance. You're not at a standstill. You're not. That's been the assignment of the enemy. That's been the assignment of the enemy. Come on, Teresa, talking about the warfare against relationships. It has, but it's also been so that we can be drawn into those relationships and consumed with those relationships so that when we're dealing with those relationships, we get hindered or hung up because in our natural man, we'll try to fix those relationships. I'm just telling you, it's an assignment. It is not not God. You're not in a holding pattern. You're not in a holding place. And the spirit of the Lord is saying to you this morning to advance. Right. And so we're going to take authority of those principalities. I now understand why he gave me what he gave me to teach today. Um, I'm, there's going to be some instructions today. I'm going to impart some things into you about your kingdom assignment this morning, but I am telling you, God is calling you to advance. God is calling you to advance. God is calling you out of your broken places. God is calling you out of your spirit of complacency. God is saying to you, I come to you by the spirit of the Lord today to To advance, to advance, to advance, to advance, to advance, to advance into kingdom. My God, my God. So there's going to be some strategies God is going to give us over the next seven days. My God. 
And if you will just anchor in your, yourself in this, and if you will just commit yourself to this, I promise you, God will do something so significant for you. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you by my spirit, this, I can't, this, 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 which I'm about to operate in has nothing to do with my flesh. Has nothing to do with my desire, has nothing to do with my will for you. This is simply the spirit of the Lord imparting wisdom and knowledge into you. And I keep hearing him say advance. He's calling you out of your dark places. He's calling you out of your vulnerable places. He's calling you out of your tragedies. He's calling you out of that spirit of complacency. My God, he's going to shake up something in you. And for those of you that are on and ladies Bible study, I don't want you to be afraid of ladies Bible study for the next few weeks. God is going to do something so strategic for us in ladies Bible study over the next the few weeks. He's going to do it. He's peeling back the layers. What God does for us is not designed to hurt us. It is not. It is strategic so that he can peel back the layers so he can up plug up a brute, take those things out of us so that he can pour more in us so that we can be filled up with what God is trying to do for us. There is an assignment on my life to advance you. I'm just telling you by the spirit, like there is an assignment, like this is the most, this is one of the most serious moments of my God, this is God calling you to another level. This is calling God calling you out of a place of complacency. This is God calling you out of a place of normal. I feel the fire. I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. I feel the blazing fire of the Holy Ghost. My God. God is going to be so intentional with us over the next seven days of this devotional. So intentional. Like he's going to be so, so, so specific. He's going to be so specific. He's going to be so intentional with us. So just receive what you're receiving by faith. Remember, this is not by the flesh. This is by the spirit. And he's going to, he's going to, he's going to, walk us through the word like he's going to walk us through the word it's not just going to be spirit it's going to be spirit backed up in the word he's going to provide us everything that we need in the word if you'll just take the next seven days i'm on seven days of assignment on seven days of intentionality and i'm going to give you more of the instructions of what you need you know, over this next seven days and you're not you're committing to yourself you're not committing to me you're not committing to this devotional you're committing to yourself you're committing to abba father you're 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 giving god permission and saying to him you know what it's okay for you to stretch me It's okay for you to stretch me. It's okay for you to place me. It's okay for you to place me. It's okay for you to take me from one place to the next. And you're going to have to quiet your spirit down. And you're going to have to quiet your mind down, your soul down. You're going to have to quiet your soul. You're going to have to quiet your mind down so that you're able to receive this. You're not going to be able to let your thoughts run all over the place. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not. You're not, you're not going to be able to run all over the place. You're not, you're going to have to stay in position. You're going to have to eat this. You're going to have to chew this. You're going to have to digest this. You're going to have to meditate on this day and night. These are, this is the word of the Lord. This is the instructions of the Lord. 
the next seven days, he's going to be very intentional. We got some scriptures we got to eat on. We got a word we got to rest in, rest in. He's going to pull you out of your complacent place. He is. You just been complacent too long. And I hear him saying advance. <laughs> advance woman of God, advance, advance man of God, advance, 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 advance. If you will honor him in thought, if you will honor him in deed, if you will honor him, if you will get him position, I'm getting confirmation. Some of you guys who are on Instagram and not on Facebook, I keep hearing confirmation. People are like, oh my gosh, this is confirmation. This is what I was asking God for. And so for the next seven days, I want I, I want you to hear what God is saying. But first of all, I need to drive out some forces of darkness that have been confusing you. You're going to have to be on time. You're going to have to be on time. You got to be in place I, I already. Like, I'm just being honest. You're going to have to be on time because when he starts speaking, I'm just going to speak. <laughs> I'm not going to wait on people to pile in. I'm not. You're going to have to be in position. You're going to have to be on time. You're going to have to bind up that spirit, whatever it is that's been having you late and feel like you don't need to come in. It is not of God. You're going to have to be here and you got to be in position. You got to be time. You got to be waiting on the devotional to queue up. And as soon as the devotional queue up, you need to be in place with your pencil and pen because God is going to give divine instructions to us for the next seven days. Yeah, he's saying advance, Angela. He's saying advance, Yara. He's saying advance, my four loves bleed. He's saying advance, baby. He's saying advance. He did not call you or cause you to be in a place of complacency. He did not hear that. You're going to have to move out of the way if you want this. If, if you don't want this, that's fine. Like if you don't, I'm just being honest. It's not. But I want you to come get the information. If you can't commit to it, if you feel overwhelmed by it, God is not going to ask you to do anything that's going to overwhelm you. But if you feel the stretching, if you feel, feel the pulling, then I'm just telling you, just eat this for the next seven days. Like eat this for the next seven days that he gives this to us. Commit to it. You know what? I'm going to be here. I'm going to be on time. I'm going to be faithful to it. I'm going to meditate on it day and night because God, I know this is this is not Lakeisha. This is not LMJ. This is the Holy Spirit divinely speaking to us for the next seven days. Might be a little, not might be a lot. But whatever he gives us for the next seven days, we're going to be, we're going to strategically. We're going to strategically place ourselves at his feet. We're going to strategically place ourselves. We're going to strategically, we're going to be so intentional. We're going to put, we're going to strategically We're going to strategically place ourselves at his feet. We're going to, we're going to strategically place ourselves at his feet. We're going to, I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. If this is for you, just say, this is for me. This is for me, like this is for me. This is for me. This is Lakeisha. This is for me. I know God woke me up to get this. If this is later on, just send this post on it. This is for me. Like this is for me. 
This is for me. So I'm, I'm going to, we're going to bind some stuff up. <laughs> we're going to bind some stuff back to the pits of hell. When we bind it, right? Whatever we bound in heaven, we're buying, when we bind something back to hell, we're saying you stay in hell. You don't belong in my life. That's what we do, right? That's what we do when we bind something back to the pits of hell. When I bind something to hell, I'm saying you're no longer allowed to advance past hell. You're no longer allowed on my territory. You're no longer allowed in my space. You're no longer allowed in my marriage. You're no longer allowed in my relationships. You're no longer allowed in my ministry. You're no longer allowed in my neighborhood. You're no longer allowed. You're no longer. You're not going to take my peace any longer. You're no longer allowed to disturb my, my composure. You're no longer allowed to pull me out of my blessed state. You're no longer longer allowed to pull me away from what God is saying. You're no longer, you're no longer allowed to speak to me about my past. As I was meditating the more this morning, the Lord was like, somebody, some of, some of them have soundtracks. Some of them have soundtracks to their past. They've been listening to the same soundtracks, right? You know how you go in and you pop in an old record or you got old tapes and you got old CDs and you start reminiscing and you put that soundtrack in because it reminds you of your then. And God is saying, I don't even want them replaying those old soundtracks. I'm, I'm over those soundtracks. I'm over those soundtracks. I don't want them. As a matter of fact, I want them to take those tapes, those cassettes. I want them to take every last one of those. I want them to start throwing those away. I don't want them playing those same songs over and over again. Those are, I'm giving them a new song. I feel our feet in the water. I'm telling you, I feel our feet in the water. I feel our feet in the water, right? I feel, I feel the Ark of the Covenant before us. I feel the Ark of the Covenant before us. I feel the Ark going before us. I feel the priest going before us. I feel my feet. I feel it. I feel our feet in the water. We are about to cross over. Holy Spirit, we hear you. We receive you. So in the name of Jesus, we drive out every force of darkness, every spirit of darkness, every spirit, everything that has kept us immobile, everything that has kept us playing things over again and again in our past, everything that's had us bound us up, everything that has had us um, in place, everything that has had us complacency, Lord God, every relationship every hindering spirit we bind and drive you out we drive out every force of darkness right now in the name of jesus you have no more spiritual authority in this place in our lives in our ministry in our homes in our children and we drive out every force of darkness and father god we ask that you open your eyes to show us things that we've been entangled with witchcraft manipulation my god generational curses stuff that we've been eating on that jesus set us free from lord god open our eyes so that we can see daddy god my god open our eyes shake it up shake the dust shake us oh lord shake us shake us shake it shake it off our tree shake it off our tree shake it off our tree lord god 
Shake it off of us. Shake it off of us. Shake it off of us, Lord God. Shake it off of us, Lord God. Every entanglement, every yoke of darkness, shake it off of us right now. Shake it off of us, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. My God, he who, he who the son set free is free indeed. My God, we thank you. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off, Lord God. Every stronghold, shake it off. Every demonic door, every de demonic portal, shake it off, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. We drive out this spirit of complacency back to the pits of hell from which it came. It does not exist in our life. Some of you have been dealing with generational complacency. Some of you have been dealing with generational complacency. And just because everybody in your life is complacent, like people in your life hit a certain, certain level, right? They hit a certain level. And once they get to that certain level, my God, once they get to that certain level, they just kind of max out there. And because there's been a generational complacency oh, in your life, it's easy for you to become complacent because generationally that's what you've experienced and what you've seen. And just realistically, because you're constantly in contact with generational complacency. It's hard to come out of generational complacency for some of you like that attack keeps coming back. That's the spring back. That's the thing that keeps bouncing you back in place because it's a generational complacency. It's been over your life. It's been in your family for so long. Nobody ever pushes past to reach the sky, the limit. And so it's been your norm. It's been what you've been doing all of your life. And it seems like when you stretch yourself, like, right, when you start stretching yourself, when you start pushing yourself in the more, um, in a book we're reading in, um, my, um, ink pad group in a group I'm coaching. It, it's the border bullies. It's the things that bully you that are right at the border that their goal is to send you back to live an ordinary life. That's, that's the goal to send you back to live an ordinary life. So when you're dealing with generational complacency and can I tell you something generational complacency can I'm speaking about a spirit. Come on, Holy spirit. Generational complacency can happen at all levels. Right. So your parents might have owned a clinic, but God is saying, I'm trying to put you throughout the world. And because you didn't have eyes to see this, because you didn't have eyes to see that it was generational complacency that kept you snagged and hung up, that would only let you advance so far, that would only let you build one clinic when God was like, nope, I'm trying to give you clinics throughout the world. I'm trying to deposit. I'm trying to put your feet on new soil. You measured your success by everybody else. You measured your success by everybody else around you. You measured your success by everybody else, like everybody else that you were connected to. And because it seemed like they were in their most successful place, that's the place that you took, right? You, you took, but what you didn't begin, what you didn't understand and know is that you originated at the place of their success. You hear me, Yara? You originated. You already, you hear me, Yara? You originated at the place of their success. See, where they were successful was just your baseline. Say, you 
<laughs> where they were successful was just your baseline. That was the beginning. That was the beginning of your success. That was that was your baseline. That was your baseline. That was your that's what that was your beginning. That was your that was your that was your start where they were successful. Come on, Jamaica, where they started, Latanya, where they started, Jessica, where they were, where their success, where their success was ending was where your success began. And so you have to watch out for generational complacency because generational complacency puts you in the mindset that just because it looks successful at this level or just because we were at this level, right? That right here, this is the marking place. This is the benchmark. And so then when I set my hopes, I set my hopes on things at this level. And God is like, no, <laughs> this was just your beginning. You were born into a place of just your beginning. So you, if you were born into homeowners, then most likely God is calling you to own multiple homes. If you were born into property, you hear me, Sandra, if you were born into property, if you were born into some measure of success, then God is most likely calling you, my God, calling you into a greater measure of success. And so generational complacency sets us up in a place to make us think that this is the point in which we are most successful. This is the point in which we are most successful. This is all. And can I tell you something? When you hang out gener with generational complacency, when you hang out with generational complacency, you're, t you're more likely to tend to linger in generational complacency. That's why it's difficult for you. Can I be real, real to walk into relationships that push you out your comfortable spaces? My God, to walk into relationships or to eat on something or to come into teaching or to be a part of a devotional or to be it's e like it's so easy. It's easier for you to be in those places because those places are comfortable and they speak. They don't stretch you. They don't push you. They don't mentor you. They don't nourish you. They sustain you. They're only sustaining you to grow at the place that you're in. They're not giving you the nourishment that you need, right? You know, how I mean, the commercial milk does a body good. They're not giving you the nourishment you need. They're not giving you the strength you need. They're not need, need, giving you what you need so they can grow. As a matter of fact, they're going to stunt your growth. <laughs> they're going to stump your growth. They're going to stump your growth. You're going to be stumped. Your growth is going to be stumped. You're going to rest right there in the place. And that is not God's best for you. So the Lord is saying you got to watch out for generational complacency because they don't even have the propensity or the uh, ability to speak to you about your next place. They don't have that capacity to stretch beyond. They capped out where you began. <laughs> they capped out, they capped out where you, they capped out where you began. You began at a level that they capped out at. That was their cap. That is your, that is that, that's your beginning. <laughs> that's your beginning. And so we've got to drive out the spirit of generational complacency because they do not or will not understand. 
So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over generational complacency. We will not be complacent with where we are. We will not stand stagnant. We will not stand still. Do you know what stagnant water looks like? If water is just stagnant, say you had a barrel or something that was sitting outside and it contained, it was an empty vessel. And then when you pour stagnant when you pour, um, when you have water that just sits out there, like when you have water that just sits out there, it becomes murky. It can mildew. It can grow. It was grow certain things out of you. Like it can grow certain things in you, right? That's what happens when it's stagnant. Things will grow in you that ain't got no business growing in you. It's not clean. It's not refreshing. Um, you can't drink it. As a matter of fact, it's more likely to set up infection. If you drank that, you come on now. It stinks. Come on now. It's a, and we, the living water, God is the living water. He's the living water. He's fresh. He's flowing. And if he's in us, we should be fresh and flowing consistently. Right. But if there's anything blockage, if there's anything that's been complacent, if there's any, Holy Spirit, you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to give me strength for this. I feel the fire of the Holy Spirit. So we drive out generational complacency right now in the name of Jesus. And anything that has had us bound and anything that has kept us from seeing, Lord God, we remove the scales off our eyes in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we ask you to give us ears to hear so that we can walk in the fullness of what you're saying in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word. I thank you for wisdom in your word. I thank you for knowledge and understanding. I thank you for advancing us. I thank you. We will not be wise in our own eyes that we will shun the very present. Can you hear me? The very presence of evil. If it looks like evil, if it looks like evil, if it looks like evil, if it looks anti-God, if it sounds anti-God, if it tastes anti-God, if it smell anti-God, we're going to shun it. <laughs> we're not going to accept it. We're not going to be a part of it. We're not going to read it. We're not going to look at it. We're not going to watch it. Some of y'all going to have to keep your spirits very pure the next seven days, right? You're going to have to keep your spirits very pure the next seven days. My God, I thank you. If it looks, we're going to shun the very present. We're going to walk away. We're going to turn our heads from. We're not going to delight in it. We're going to take our delight in the Lord. My God, I thank you. 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 We're going to shun the very presence of evil. Very presence of evil. Very present. We're going to shun, abstain. First Thessalonians 5.22 says, abstain from every evil. And now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your entire spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do not be wise in your own eyes. In this season, you need wisdom that is coming from above. My God, I thank you for this. Shun the very presence of evil. I'm going to shun it. I'm going to stay away from it, right? 
First Peter three and 11, they must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are inclined to hear their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. You got to say that to yourself. I'm going to have to shun the very presence of evil. <laughs> I have to shun the very presence of evil. Evil is very intelligent. Evil is very intelligent and you will not realize you are dealing with something evil, right? You will not even realize it. It's very, it denies reality. It twists facts. It withhold information. It's misleading. It lies constantly. It has no remorse. It avoids responsibility. It's manipulating. It'll be fair weathered. Like friends, they're people that you have that's fair weathered. They own with you today. They off tomorrow. All right. It'll steal your time. It leads you to doubt. It's usually involved in someone trying to control you or control the relationship. That's what evil looks like. It's very intelligent. It's very, it's very intelligent. So Lord, do not let me be wise in my own eyes. Do not let me be wise. And I can't walk into a spiritual authority to handle it. If I'm not, if I'm not built for that yet. Right. And sometimes when we dealing with e uh, evil, we'll try to handle it. And we ain't even in that type of spiritual authority where we cannot handle it yet because we're limited by our human wisdom. We're limited by our human wisdom. Ephesians 5 and 15, be, pay very careful attention to how you walk. Very careful attention to how you walk. Don't, don't, do not, I will not, I will not be wise in my own eyes. I will not be wise in my own eyes. I'm not, I'm not, I've been wise in my own lives for way too long. I can't afford to be wise in my own own eyes, uh, own eyes, right? Evil is very intelligent and very strategic. My God. So we thank you, Lord, for this word. We receive your instructions on this day. We're going to walk in your instructions on this day. And we're going to receive the fullness of what you're saying to us for the next seven days. Now, I need to give you some instructions and some scriptures we're going to meditate on for the next seven days. Um, this is a seven day consecration. It is going to bring you into activation. These are the scriptures we're going to bite through and we're going to chew. These are the things that we're going to pray on ourselves. I told you, if you're not ready for this, do not feel bad about it. It's okay. But what I will tell you is keep coming and keep eating. Even if you can't consecrate yourself, even if you can't set yourself apart for the next seven days, even if you feel like you don't have the strength to do it, I'm just going to suggest that you still keep coming and listening because the word will get inside of you. But when I say seven days of consecration, we're going to fast, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what to fast from right? Fine. Ask him. It may be one meal. It may be two meals. It may be, he tells you only eat these things. He may tell you no television or whatever else, but ask him Lord. And then read Isaiah 58 about the fast. We're going to read about the fast. We're going to study the fast. We're going to take the fast. 
Um, so find something to fast for, for the next seven days. We're going to start that tomorrow. Ask the Lord to reveal you where your fast needs to occur. Um, fasting looks different for everybody. If you're on medicine, you may still have to eat. He may tell you to do a Daniel diet. Um, I will drop something in both groups in our general group on just fasting. If you need information on fasting or you can, inv inv us. but we're going to spend the next seven days doing that. Ask the Lord, show me what I need to restrain myself from, from the never next seven days, because I want this activation. I want what you're going to give me. And then I'm going to read Isaiah 58. The other thing is take communion daily. And I know for some of you, this will be new. It'll be new for you to take communion daily. You've never done that before. But if you read Isaiah 53, you'll understand the point of your communing. We're reminding ourselves of everything that Jesus did for us. And when you position yourself for that, then the enemy can't come in and lie to you and make you feel bad about nothing else right? Because you're setting your hope in Jesus Christ. You're not activating yourself. The Holy Spirit is doing this for you. You're not position, positioning yourself. God is positioning you. And so Isaiah 53, and you can use anything for communion. Y'all stop overthinking communion. Get you a little juice, get you a little water, get you a crack of bread, set it to the side every morning before we start the devotional. Before we start the devotional, take your communion and read. That means you're going to have to back yourself up some and get out of bed or take it right there at the end of the devotional. But I'm telling you to take it at the beginning because that's what's going to help. That's the, that's the renewing your mind, sanctifying your mind and your, your breastplate of righteousness and your helmet of salvation. Do it before the devotional. So that's Isaiah and read Isaiah 53 when you do it. Not Isaiah 53 and five, the whole chapter of Isaiah 53. Restrain yourself, restrain yourself from arguing and getting into it with people. Isaiah 58 talks about that. The Lord says, when I'm giving you a fast, it's not for you to continue in your own ways. So don't let nobody pull you into argument. Don't let nobody pull you into anything crazy, right? I promise you, I don't let no, nobody pull you into anything. So. And then I'm going to give you the scriptures that we're going to meditate on. We're going to chew through these. We're going to break these down for the next seven days. Now, if you commit to this, the Lord, I'm not saying this. I'm not coming to you by Lakeisha. I'm coming to you by the spirit. The Lord is going to activate and do something in you. Not Lakeisha. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is going to activate you and doing some, do something in you. And then the next thing that I'm going to tell you is you need to meditate on the word like day and night. Get you a journal. I want you to get a fresh tablet for this, <laughs> a fresh book, a fresh journal journal for this. You need a fresh journal for this. You need something fresh for this so that you can write because also when the Lord speaks to your heart, because he's going to start also talking to you about some things that you need to remove from you, right? He's going to talk to you about some things he needs to remove from you. And so I need you to start writing down. Here's what I don't need you to do. Or here's what the Lord is saying. Don't do. Don't try to fix those things. Don't try to come in and you fix those things or you make those things better. That's not what the Lord is asking to do. When he reveals them to you, the Holy Spirit will give you the instructions to make next. He may tell you to recompense. He may tell you to go repent. He may tell you to apologize. He may tell you to eat. He was giving me some instructions for my finances this morning, right? Because we are vegetarian slash vegan in the house, right? Jojo is moving into being a vegan and so, so am I. And so he was giving me instructions for how to do my money for this because it's, 
it costs more, right? He was saying, these are, this is what you need to do with your money. I have been looking for this wisdom. It came to me this morning when I surrendered this part to him. I was like, here you go. Here you go. Now show me what to do with this and show me what to do. Do not make any, any major decisions over the next seven days. I don't care what pressure you feel. I don't care how overwhelmed you feel. Do not make any, any major decisions over the next seven days. Just sit in this, just rest in this and let the Holy spirit work you through. And when he reveals stuff to you, date it, time it and write it out. So that means you may have to carry your journal with you absolutely everywhere. Right. He, he, we may have to carry this absolutely everywhere with you. Right. Cause he may speak something to you at the inopportune time. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Oh, Melissa, you need to go back to the beginning. It's a lot to this. Um, I'm going to say this resist getting into arguments with people, resist getting into arguments with people, resist it. You have the power and authority. If it looks like an argument, or some tension or something is brewing, resist that because it's coming after your fast. It's coming after your consecration, right? So here's the things I need to give you a few things, a few more things I got to give you. And then we're going to get out of here and we're going to begin this in the morning. No arguments. Don't be arguing. You close your mouth and walk away. If the argument, right? If the argument. for those of you who are ladies, be a part of ladies Bible study, right? So who, um, this began because I had a therefore moment. And if you are in the coffee and conversations daily devotional group, and you're going through the book, if with us, if you haven't, you can go back and see Friday's devotional. I had a therefore moment. There was a scripture on my mirror. That's been on my mirror for the last couple of years. And I looked up at the scripture and it said, go throughout. It says, Lakeisha, I called you, go through all out the world and preach the gospel. And when I saw the scripture, go throughout the world and preach the gospel. I began to recognize and realize I wasn't even there of where God was about to take me. Like I wasn't even there. I wasn't even there for where God was about to take me. I wasn't even, this isn't even, this is, it's just, I wasn't even there. Like I wasn't even there and I needed more wisdom. So I started reading and studying on something in Peter and one word just took off and then God wrote me, woke me up in this. And he said, I have an activation for this. And I want y'all to study this the next seven days. And I want you to pray these things over yourself. So here are the things you need to know. I need you to hear me on this because the enemy loves to lie to us. One, everyone is given a kingdom assignment. Everyone, everyone is given a kingdom assignment. All of us, those who are, who are believers and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, have a kingdom assignment in this earth. God has called you to something greater than you. Oh, we're going to get some, some births going to occur. I'm telling you in the birth. Come on. Everyone is given. Everyone is given a kingdom assignment. No assignment is less important than the other right? No assignment is stop thinking your assignment isn't great because it may not be at the forefront. Stop thinking your assignment isn't great because it may not have a big title to it. Stop thinking your assignment isn't important just because your assignment looks like motherhood or wifedom. Stop thinking that. Stop thinking this is that, that assignment. And I know strategically why God had us renewing our mind the last few weeks. 
so that we could come into this and receive. I know Friday why he told us relationships were interfering so that we can come in. So no assignment. Your assignment has everything to do with your kingdom agenda. Your assignment has everything to do. So everyone is given a kingdom assignment. No assignment is less important than the other. And your assignment has everything to do with the kingdom agenda. God is getting ready to reset you in this. He is getting ready to reset you in this so that you can see with fresh eyes. You just have not been seen with fresh eyes. And so he's going to, it's like, I'm, I'm scraping them out. I'm, I'm, I'm doing so Two, God calls you into the assignment and not you yourself. You are not calling yourself into this assignment. You did not call yourself into motherhood. You did not call yourself into wifedom. Even if you got married for the wrong reasons, it does not matter. God is going to straighten that out too. He can make your healthy marriage and everything else. Stop spending all your time on what's wrong and let's start focusing on what's right. If you need some confessions for marriage, inbox me. I'll send them to you. Right? So God is not, God calls you into the assignment. We're not ourselves. For those of y'all, I don't know who this is for, who got married and you feel like you got married wrong. God still said that it is not good for man to be alone. I'm going to create a suitable helper. So if you're male or female, if you're female, you're the suitable helper. God has the power, the authority, and the due diligence to straighten your marriage out. All right. God, God has the authority, power, and due diligence to straighten your marriage out. I promise he does. So don't, don't spend, spend no time. God calls you in this time. If we go over into Exodus three, where Moses has got experience with, with the burning bush. I can't read all this this morning. Cause I got to get out of here in a few minutes. If we go over to Exodus three, where God has the burning bush experience, he had ran from his assignment. Can I show you what God showed me when when Moses was, and most of us know this story, when Moses was in position where he got mad and he killed the man for abusing the Israelite, the anger that was in Moses was really his therefore moment. The anger was in there because his assignment was coming alive in him. His assignment was coming alive. He was becoming awakened to that he would become a deliverer. And so at the place that he killed, at the place that he killed the person, even though people are like he murdered someone, that was actually his therefore moment. That was the moment that his assignment really was coming alive in him. He was not becoming, he was no longer tolerable. He was no longer tolerable with what he had lived in. Back it up again. From the moment that he was hidden to the moment that he was placed in the basket to the moment that he reaches the King King's palace, all things were working for his good. You need to look at that scripture differently. All things he was on assignment. So at the moment that we see Moses in the desert encountering God at the burning bush, his, his next therefore moment, his next therefore moment at the moment that we see, see him in the burning bush at his next therefore moment, right? That he encountered God. God found him exactly where he is. Exactly in his mess, exactly hiding from his assignment, exactly hiding from his call, exactly hiding, exactly hiding, um, operating in the desert as a shepherd, tending the sheep, um, over there living his best life. His father-in-law was rich. He in a good position. He in a good place. He eating the fat of his land. 
generational complacency at the place of that assignment right there is where he finds him. And he has another moment with God. It is not too late for God to find you where you're at. It's not too late for God to find you where you at. So God calls you into the assignment. God called Moses from the very beginning. He knitted, he foreknew him, he renewed him. He knew this is what he was saying. He knew this is what Moses was going to have to do. Now, Moses had some trouble and some trips in there because he was leaning into his own understanding. And so he didn't get to see the promise of what God said. But even that, even that, even that, even that, what was promised to Abraham 400 years ago, back, back, go back up. When God told him, he said, Abraham, you're going to have multitudes of seed. But let me tell you something. They're going to be. They're not going to reach their promise for 400 years because God already knew where their rebellion was. And so you got to be okay with yourself that Bill, that's a whole nother lesson. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The third thing is, this is why we have to renew our mind and not conform to the things of this world. Romans 12 and two. So many of us have been so sold out on things as a measurement of godly success. And it had, has had us consumed and overwhelmed that we've been aspiring to get things. Remember when I told you generational complacency, we aspire to be at the level of the people around us because we connect to that. And we think that that's success and that's not godly success. God's measurement of success does not look like what we think we think is successful and God's success for each and every one of us look different. So let me give you just a couple more things. I was uh, there and this is going to sound really strange, but when God showed it to me, I get it. There is an old nursery rhyme or folklore, uh, rub-a-dub-dub, three men in a tub, right? And as I was studying this morning, God brought me to the folklore of rub-a-dub-dub, three men in a tub, right? Well, originally this was rub-a-dub-dub, three maids in a tub. And what the folklore was talking about was the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker, all who had, who were on assignment, stay with me, all who were on assignment were at a peep show. That's what this is talking about. The three maids, maids in a tub were synonymous for being a peep show at a local fair, right? So the original says, hey, rub-a-dub-dub, three maids in a tub, and who do you think were there? the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, and all of them gone to the fair. The point of this was to talk about how immorality and other things tend to catch us up. And so if the butcher and the baker and the candlestick maker were at the fair looking in the tub at the three maids, they were off a sign. They, they were off assignment. They were off assignment. They were off assignment. They denoted, they didn't say three men. They could have did this and said three men. They didn't say three men. They named, they named the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. They represent, they represent their positions in society, but they were, they were watching three maids in a tub. They were caught up and what's around him. And I saw this, I was like, God, what are you saying to us? He said they were caught up in something else other than their kingdom assignment. God just talks to me in strange places. He likes to break things up of what I thought was norm. He was like, they were caught up in other things. Their eyes were set on other things other than their kingdom assignment. We have heard rubber dub dub, three men in a tub, 
3,000 times, not understanding the, their original intent was dealing with integrity, character, and morality. So let me give you um, one of the scriptures that we're going to meditate, right? The first thing we're going to deal with is Psalms 51, 9, and 11, right? And we're praying and asking God not to lean into our own understanding. We're going to pray these scriptures out, right? Come on. Wait. So can I tell you something, right? Just like David with Bathsheba, right? Well, when we get to the place of Psalms 51, 9, and 11, this thing that David is praying is because he's been exposed with where he is with Bathsheba. He's been exposed. He's been exposed for killing Uriah. So tomorrow, the first scripture that we're going to get into and the first thing we're going to be able to begin to pray over ourselves is about God creating a clean heart in us. Right. So Psalms 51, 9 and 11. I'm just going to read that and then we're going to pray and go. And I forgot to take up offering again. Jess, you got to remind me. God told me to do it in a different order, but we'll do it. Psalms 51, 9 and 11. It says, hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. We're going to break this down tomorrow. We're going to chew through this tomorrow. We're going to eat through this tomorrow. I got five scriptures we're going to spend time with for the next seven daily devotionals, consecrating ourselves, praying the word of God over ourselves, asking God to open up the eyes of our understanding to give us brand new wine skins because some of us don't need our old heart repaired. We need a brand new heart. We need a brand new, we need a brand, we need a brand new heart. Some of us do not need our old heart repaired. We need a brand new heart. We don't need him to remake us over. We don't need, we need something brand new in this season. We need something brand new. God is coming to bring you something brand new. You don't need him to make me over, Lord. You don't need him to make me make you over. You need to take a stance and decree and declare and ask God, you know what? I need a brand new heart, right? Ezekiel tells us that I need a brand new heart. I need you to pour your spirit out upon my flesh. I need you to receive. I need you to walk. I need you to teach me this over. I need a fresh beginning. I need a restart because what we don't want to do is in a new season, be using old wineskins. It's not saying old wineskins cannot be used, but in this season, that in this season, this season right here might call for brand new wineskins, might call for you to do something. There has been a shift in the atmosphere and it may cause for you to do things differently, more differently than you've ever been doing them before. And so for them to be done more differently, Baby, you probably going to have to have a brand. We probably going to have to have a brand new heart, a brand, a brand new, a brand new heart to receive what God is saying. Endurance, because perhaps our old heart might be given out. Right. So this is a, a heart transplant, a mind transplant, a new spiritual walk, close walking in the revelation of God like never before, drawing close to God like never before. Right. Let's receive that by faith. Can we do this first before I pray over you? My God, just, just drop the information for tithes and offering. God told me to start taking it up in the beginning. I forgot. Please forgive me. Um, so if you want to become a partner with this ministry, can you go connect and sow? If you want to sow into the anointing and to what happens today, so I was sitting here saying, I'm finna sow. <laughs> like, 
Sow a seed, plant a seed. There's always something attached to a seed. I'm not trying to take your money. I'm just telling you by the spirit of the Lord, sow a seed, consider sowing a seed into the ministry, consider sowing a seed into all of this plant, plant into the kingdom, whatever you sow, you're going you to you reap. But I want you to start here. Let's get a fresh start. Let's start with this confession here. Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to come in my heart and take away my sins. I'm promising to love and follow you the best that I can. Lord, I'm in need of a savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. And I promise you this. You will not come to God and ask him to give you a new heart, to give you a fresh start, to start over and God not do that for you. He will do that. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for activating us. We ask that you reveal to us what you want us to fast from. We bind every spirit, every Satan attack, everything that will try to come against this seven days of consecration. We bind it back to the pits of hell from which it came. We thank you, Father God, you are doing a fresh, a new thing in us. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear, a heart to serve you. Lord God, let us come out of ourselves and more into you. We thank you, Father God, for just your obedience, for your willingness, Father God, and for your instructions over the next seven days. I thank you, Father God, and we pledge to be all in. We pledge to be all in. I decree and declare, Father God, and thank you for a hedge of protection set around us and set around this devotional for the next seven days. We love you. We're going to write up the instructions in one spot and we'll drop those underneath for those of you that are in. I love you so much. God loves you. Go be loved today. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Fresh start. Be on time. Fresh start. Be on time. Go back. If you came in late, go catch the beginning. I love you so much. More than anything, God loves you. We're not forcing anyone to do this. We just invite you in. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.